1: Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell. That's Barton Simmons. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. Uh championship week Uh, we are going to take the review and we're going to set it aside and we're not setting it aside because i went two and six and because i am uh just bleeding here at the end of the finish line because just like i won the bowl season last year that we're gonna make it all back on bowl season and we've got some championship games that we need to get to so we're picking locks
2: my blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Since
3: 2005, when Service Academy's Don't weather.
0: get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up.
3: The under is 33-9-1. We've gone over a million
2: times. You lock like these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every every point, every cover.
0: I just kind of, let's see, who ended up winning so we can make sure we get the honors on the T box right? I kind of want to just... Danny, all right. Danny. Best, best pick, best lock, championship week. What are you feeling good about? Where do you want to start? Um, I
4: don't. I don't feel the best uh, is necessarily out there. There's a lot of games that I like. I don't know if I love one in particular. So I was going to tackle uh, the conference USA championship game. Not exactly one of the highest profile games of the weekend, but you've got UAB uh, UAB versus Marshall. Marshall, of course, coming off that rough rough loss to Rice. I'm going to attack the total on this one, and I'm going to see if I can get one Tom Fornelli to join me on this one. The total is a whopping 42 points. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. I'm going to take the undrawn on this one. Even though it is so low, you've got the two top defenses in Conference uh, USA in yards allowed. Marshall allows 253. UAB allows 316. So you've got two incredible defenses. You have offenses that are going to want to establish the run. Plus, you've got Marshalls, Grant Wells coming off a game in which he threw not one, not two, not three, not four, but five interceptions. You have to feel like they're going to try to take a little bit of the pressure on them, try to run the ball even more. So I'm going to say this is under City.
3: I'm not going to join you, but I am going to get you a point because I can find
4: 43. Oh, even better. All right. Perfect. Love it. All right,
0: uh, Barton.
2: Okay, uh, where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? All right, so let's go. Let's go to um, let's let's quit the quit the chit chat. Just get straight to the point here. <laughs> ACC championship game. Okay, Clemson is playing Notre Dame. Um, I watched the previous Clemson Notre Dame game, as did you boys, and I would. I, I would like to make the bold statement that Notre Dame was the better. Team that game felt like they were, you know what, like that on that night, that game, Notre Dame was the better team. They didn't luck into it. It wasn't fluky. They just won. Uh, I know Trevor Lawrence was out and I know that that certainly probably impacted the game plan of Notre Dame. Uh, DJ Uyangalule did throw for 490
0: 35. yards, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever so ridiculous. it
2: was. Um, so it wasn't like their offense wasn't still effective or it wasn't still capable. Um, the defense had a few guys out and I know a few guys will be back this time. Uh, that said, I think it's, it's a slap in the face for 10 and a half points to be the spread here. It is. And it, not only is it a slap in the face, but it's bulletin board material. And Brian Kelly is all about getting his troops psyched up this year. He is all about the psychological edge. He's been reading the Nick Saban books and the (laughs) Urban Meyer stuff. Like He knows it's all about motivation. So I just think Notre Dame comes in there with a chip on their shoulder. They're too good of a team to be catching 10.5 points. They may flat out win this sucker. So give me the Irish.
0: Six and a half, seven, seven and a half. These are appropriate lines for a Clemson-Notre Dame game with the way that Clemson, yes, has upgraded defensively. Tyler Davis is there. He was not there in South Bend. James Skalski is there. He was not there in South Bend. Mike Jones Jr., a key outside linebacker who needed to be there. He told a great story. He said he watched the game from home. He wasn't able to play, and and he kept just losing his mind because They were blowing contain Ian book was getting to the outside and that's going to be his goal. He's going to make sure Ian book doesn't make those kind of plays that he did, but, and I've got another play on this game too. It's a two for one special. I think that this is going to be another situation where Clemson cannot score in the red zone. Clemson kicked four field goals in that game. They moved the ball well against Notre Dame, but they couldn't get in the end zone. Notre Dame also kicked a couple field goals in this game. My other play on this game is to go under the total. You know, we've tried it out big game Dabo before, know, he he'll do anything to just win by one point. He's down to kick some field goals. He is very down to play field position. And so double-digit dog, I think the game is going to go under the total. And I think that Notre Dame, like we talk about best and most deserving with the college football playoff you know, debates, Notre Dame is the most deserving. They're not the best team in the country but they are the most deserving team in the country. Uh, And I I just don't see this being a 14-point game. So at 10 with a hook, give me the Fighting Irish. I will also take the under. Is 61 available? No, 60 and a half. On 60 and a half, that's what we're taking.
4: Dan, are you on anything here? I am. Uh, What was our record last week, Chip? We were in a lock agreement a couple times last week, but I am exactly the same page as the ACC boy on the crew here. Uh, I totally agree. I'm going to take Notre Dame, the 10 and a half. And I think, the kind of big game under um yeah, you, know, you know, principle uh comes out here. Even going back to Deshaun Watson was quarterback at Clemson, and you see this with Trevor Lawrence, you see more quarterback run game uh in the bigger games, uh, and by design, a lot of times. And I also think that Notre Dame's defense has gotten better this season. We know Clemson's defense will be better, getting some of those guys healthy again. I think way too many people are making the assumption oh, this was forty seven forty last time. We're Going to see a repeat of that. Very rarely do we see that unfold. So I'm going to take the under here as well.
0: So wait, are you also on Notre Dame and the yes. under? Yep, yep, I'm and on both. And here comes Tom trying to fight Unity. Oh
2: boy. Uh oh. To
3: infinity and beyond.
2: Oh. <gasps>
0: oh yes.
3: To infinity
2: and beyond.
3: Infinity. yeah this is a disrespectful line to notre dame like the line in the first game in south bend was five and a half there was no trevor lawrence there was no, none of the other players that you mentioned in that game chip but like when you watched that game, it wasn't Trevor Lawrence's absence that really seemed to doom Clemson. It was the fact that, like Barton said, Notre Dame was the better team in that game. They were better in the trenches. They were better in a lot of key spots. Now, I think that with some of those returning players for Clemson, the advantage is not going to be as great as it was that night at home. But I look at these two teams and I think that they're far more evenly matched than this spread suggests. I think the line should still be at about five and a half, six points like it was in that first game. And I think that this line is over correcting or at least trying to anticipate the public response to, yeah, well, Trevor Lawrence is back for this one and like you hear like the promos that ESPN's running there's the soundbite of Kirk Kerbstreet saying well they got to play the real Clemson this time it's like they played the real Clemson the first time and they beat them so yeah I'm good I don't know if if they're going to win again I think Clemson probably wins because I do think that Trevor Lawrence and the returning players are significant enough to give them the edge in what should be a close hard-fought game but they're not winning by 10 and a half or more give me the Irish and the points
4: can you imagine being a player and hearing that, ooh, they're going to play the real Clemson this time to Barton's point about bulletin board material? Oh my goodness, I'd be yeah. irritated.
0: And Notre Dame can win. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I need, need to put it out there. I think Clemson wins, but Notre Dame can win this football game.
2: Notre Dame has had like a month to hear that narrative <laughs> of they didn't mm-hmm. play their real players. Like, starting the night after the, the night right. of the game. You know, right. <laughs> like when they beat them. It's like, hey, you know,
3: Notre Dame made mistakes in that game too, right? <laughs> and it's still won.
0: And to your point about the, uh, the market, Tom, I think you're 100% right. Because if, like, have y'all ever done the, like, Sagarin number, guess the line activity? Because sometimes that it does seem to be pretty close to the power ratings that Las Vegas will have. If you were to take the Sagarin ratings and make the line, it would be five and a half. Like, that's probably an appropriate line. Ten and a half. Inappropriate line. Absolutely repulsive. Rude. Rude. (laughs) Uh all right, Tom. Where take us where you want to go? All
3: right. I'm going to go to Friday night and I'm going to go. Barton, cover your ears. I'm, I'm going against your Bulls, and I'm going against a coach that, you know, might be the next coach at the University of Illinois, for all I know. But Buffalo is running roughshod over the Mac all season long. It has crushed everything in its way. It has an offense that nationally ranks third in the country in points per drive. It's just the problem is as good as Buffalo is, and I think it is a legitimately good Mac team. Its schedule has been awful. Like it's really kind of run up the numbers that it's had against teams like Bowling Green, Akron and Kent state. And while Kent state is good, is, is a good Mac team. It's also like Bowling Green and Akron, one of the absolute worst, worst defenses in the country and with such a small sample size of games in the MAC I went and checked it's like okay well I want to make sure that these three teams aren't just doing horrible overall because of what Buffalo did to them because you know like Buffalo put up 70 on freaking Kent State although they did give up 41 and it's like no no they're, they're just as awful against everybody else that they've played in fact the only the only game Akron's defense played well was against Bowling Green <laughs> not a coincidence. So I look at this matchup against a ball state team. That is, it's not a great team, but it's better than most of the, it's better than any team, quite frankly, that Buffalo has faced at this point of the year, the record of teams, Buffalo has played are combined six and 18. They're not good. Ball state is a well-rounded team. It has a good offense. It has a good quarterback. And I look at the spread and I think that the number on this game is more reflective of who Buffalo has played than who Buffalo will be playing in this game. So I think, you know, I'm getting it at 13 and a half. I think that's a little too much. I think Buffalo should be about a 10 point favorite here. So I'm getting a good field goal worth of value. So give me the Cardinals plus 13 and a half.
2: No, I was I, I had it on my uh, uh, and even like not even the margin, but the actual card and and just Let's, let's be real. Like I've had a busy week. So this is a little bit of an impulsive What have you been doing? Slate, <laughs> And so a little bit of a gut deal. And as Tom was talking, I did my first actual research on the game and I'm not ready to lay 13 and a half, even for my bulls. So you can have it.
0: I know it's not a principle for me and I don't think it is for any of y'all, but you do have to consider the, uh, the coach who's been spending some time getting his resume together, right? I mean, it's at, le- it's at least like an hour or two that is being spent on a new activity that would not otherwise be going on during the week. You know, well, he's had legit. Like he has had. He was no,
3: not that I know of.
0: Uh,
2: Leipold was, I think, the the runner up for Vanderbilt, um, and so and Zoom calls run long. You know, sometimes. So, those sometimes take some-
0: well,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, and now he's, now he's in these Illinois calls. You know.
3: But I always wonder, like with these situations, well, you know, they've got a championship game coming up is at this point, like if you're Lance Leipold and you're just kind of like a football life or football guy that he is, isn't your agent doing most of that work for you right now? And then you're like, just taking care of your job. And then if you're going to interview, you can wait until after Friday.
0: I Potentially,
2: but I, I no, you got to interview when you got interview. but they, I mean, the agent's doing the, you know, all the legwork, but I think you still got to get those interviews in when, You
0: know, I mean, you want to see your potential future boss as much like, or speak to them and ask questions that you need answered. But to your point, Buffalo's got a fantastic program. The program should still be able to run at a championship level. I, I would only take it into consideration with a big spread where it's like, well, yeah, I mean, they're still going to win the championship, but you know, he isn't worried about winning by 14 points. Anyway, and I wouldn't take it into consideration. Not a lock for me. Uh, I'm going to take us to Friday night as well. Uh, We've got USC and Oregon. USC, a a narrow favorite. Uh, We've mentioned some of the um, difficulties that USC has. They got a short week. They had to prepare for two opponents. And as the uh, the Ducks are here, we've got a Colorado equipment truck that is like at exit 458 in the middle of nowhere at a truck stop, ready to go if they need to be called into action at the last minute. The side I'm going to tackle here is going to be backing uh, an Oregon defense that we first started highlighting uh, when we were doing our hurry up hot seat. It was something I was really excited about. And I don't, I think Oregon's defense is going to be up to the challenge of creating some problems for USC because when USC can't run the ball consistently and it hasn't shown that it can do that, there's going to be some short possessions. Then the ball is going to go back to Oregon and then Oregon's going to try to keep the ball out of Keaton Slowis' hands. I think all of it shapes up for what will be sweaty given all of the skill position talent but I think it shapes up for an under, so I will be locking up USC Oregon under 64? Yep. Cool.
2: You know, I, 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 um, I feel a little beaten and battered from my over-army skirmishes throughout the year, and in looking on this slate, I got to be honest with you. I don't know whether it's just sort of the, the long, the fog of war kind of getting to me, but I didn't see a lot of overs on there. I don't like your reasoning there, Chip. I don't think Oregon's defense is very good. And Ooh. frankly, I think Oregon might be the play for me, but because you've you sort of brought it up. Can you go over and offered me this opportunity. I'm going to go over. This Let's is the last it. week of the season. Give me over fight, the number Fight.
3: Fight. 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 Not that I want to help the over army, but I can get the over army 63 and a half.
2: <laughs> I will take it.
0: All right, Danny. Uh,
2: all right, right, let's.
4: I was. I wanted to get on the under too, but I'm, I'm going to let that one go just because I wanted to have one last fight. Uh, I'm going to go to the Big Ten championship game. All right, because I want to get this one. I saw it before earlier today. I don't know if it was a misprint or what, but I saw Ohio State at 19. I was like, oh my goodness. But then quickly, I think some people saw it there too. And it's been driven up to 20 and a half. I'm going to go ahead and lay those points. Um, I think this might be the easiest play of the weekend Um, Ohio State needs to impress. The last time we were in this position, uh, remember they were playing Wisconsin 159 to nothing. Um, They're fourth in the country uh, in scoring offense. Northwestern is second in the country in scoring defense. But if you go look at the the offenses that Northwestern shut down, it is nothing compared to what Ohio State has seen. Uh, There have been the past four 20-point favorites in Power 5 conference title games all have covered. Uh, Last year, Clemson was a a 29-and-a-half-point favorite versus Virginia, covered. Florida State was a 29-point favorite versus Duke, covered. Clemson, 28 uh, over Pitt in 2018, covered. Uh, 2016, Bama was a 24-point favorite over Florida, covered. I think this is going to follow that trend. It's going to be a DK two-for-one special, too, because I am going to get on the over. Uh, same reason I liked Ohio State, Michigan State for the over in that one. All five of Ohio State's games this season, there have been at least 63 or more points in those games. Uh, their games, the over has gone over in the la- each of their last three, uh, so I'm going to take the over as well in the Big Ten championship game was it fifty seven? I can get you 56 and a half. Even better, easy money. This is stealing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't you go? When we go, what uh, else on that game? I'm not. I'm not. I am not touching this game. <laughs> He's scared. Go, D- Danny's since Danny's on a uh, on a shot clock here. Let's go. Let's go snake draft back to back with Danny. So you you line it up again.
4: All right. I'll hit, uh, I'm going to go big 12 championship game. Uh, we've covered, uh, Matt Campbell's record as an underdog. Um, he's 21 and eight against the spread. That's 72% uh, as an underdog at, uh, since 2016. Uh, I think it's, I, I wouldn't even hate, I, I don't, I feel like if you get Oklahoma's best, I think they win and they could win big. But I feel like, and maybe this is a recency bias, I feel like we haven't seen Oklahoma's best as of late. Iowa State seems to be uh, peaking at the at the right time. Uh, so I think this is too big a point. I think this will come down to the wire, maybe a field goal type game, similar to the Texas-Iowa uh, State game. But Matt Campbell, too good as a dog here. I'm going to take uh, Iowa State catching five and a half and – It's a big 12 game, baby. I'm going over. (laughs) There we go. Give me that over.
3: I can get you six with Iowa State.
4: Oh, even better. Look at that. I'm getting horrible numbers and still liking them. Anyone Mm. else on this one? Mm -mm. Look at you guys. Don't be scared. Look at I'm, how come I'm the one who should be dialing it back, like milking my lead that I have. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not that baseball player who pulls
2: myself out of the game so he can keep batting 400. Yeah. I want to keep swinging away. Hey, you're talking a big game, Danny. How about a fight, buddy? Oh, oh! Fight, fight,
1: fight, fight,
2: fight, fight. I happen to believe in uh, this Oklahoma team. I happen to believe... And this team's best effort being really good. I, I I I don't necessarily think that they've been playing the best offenses over the course of their strong defensive run, but they're getting the right sort of confidence built up for a game like this. And I think uh, they've you know they play they've played well. They've had enough wake up calls, a little Baylor, along the way too, to make sure they know that they're not infallible. And I think going into this game. You you know the, Iowa State's got to beat Oklahoma twice this year, and I know that we're not asking them to win to cover the spread, but I think in this sort of a spot, like it, Iowa State winning and Oklahoma blowing Iowa State out are like kind of equal, equally likely. Um, so I got uh, I got Oklahoma
0: here. Love it.
3: Yeah, see, I'm I'm just conflicted on this one because it is. It's like Matt Campbell is a dog, and then playing Lincoln Riley twice. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to sit back and enjoy.
0: I I might uh, I might have talked myself into um, I don't know. Well, I've, I've got I've got some themes going right here. We'll we'll keep working on it. All right, what about the SEC Championship game, which of course is going to be in primetime on CBS. You can stream it on CBSSports.com. You can catch pregame, halftime, postgame on CBS Sports HQ uh, through the CBS Sports mobile app, another way that you can get that SEC Championship game for free. We've got Heisman Trophy stakes. We've got college football playoff stakes in addition to the SEC Championship uh we've got Alabama like 17 17 and a half total around 74 and a half. What? Anybody got to play? I do. Is it is it a principal? Uh no. Oh okay. It's
3: It's mostly just I think those are too many daggum points for this game. Honestly, I I understand that Alabama is a juggernaut and that it is crushing everybody, and we've talked about it. It's been death machine mode since that Georgia halftime. It's just at the same time, it's only played one offense this year that I think resembles both the potency and the style of what they're going to see this weekend with the lane train. And, or not with the, it was the lane train and it was the Rebels in that game and they put up, you know, like what, like, a thousand yards and 48 points against them in that matchup. And I think that this Florida team, like part of the problem that they had last week was with the resting Kyle Pitts is they were, they just thought they were going to beat LSU. They were preparing for this game. They were taking the bye week that the ACC gave to Clemson and Notre Dame that the SEC refused to give to them. And it caught up to them and they lost. But I think that overall, this is still a very good Florida offense. And I think that a very good Florida offense with Kyle, pits and a lot of weapons, will be able to move the ball and get some points against this Alabama defense. Now, the question, of course, as far as winning the game and the reason they won't win the game is because I have absolutely no faith in the Florida defense to stop Alabama enough to win this game but i do think that they can get a couple stops and i think that a couple stops is really all they're going to need to hang within 17 17 and a half points and i can get it let's see if there's still a 17 and a half out there for me let me see
0: see when you said too many daggone points i thought you were talking about 74 and a half and you seem like i don't i'm not that's
3: (laughs) i could still get 17 and a half so i'm taking florida plus 17 and a half yeah no i i had Thoughts on the total and maybe you do too, yeah. but I just, I'm, I'm I'm, done with the sec is not the sec anymore. Let's be real. It's, it's just the big 12 in disguise with better teams overall.
0: Well, I'm going to stand by it. It's too many daggone points for an sec championship game. It doesn't make sense. It will probably go over, but as I'm sitting here and just trying to fight for principles, 74 and a half is too big a number for an sec championship game. Too many daggum points. Give me the under.
2: Yeah, uh, I support it. I, I'm gonna um fight. No, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, I would like you to play some children for Tom's pick. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, children. I am on plus seventeen, and what I don't have if camera. If you said seventeen apps, there are not. Mm-hmm. But I agree, this is um, it's a lot of points. Flo- I do think Florida had had mailed it in last week and was, was looking ahead to this Alabama game. Um, and Alabama is, again, this is one of these deals where it's not as if we're asking them to lose this game. They just, you know, let's just, c- can they just show a little bit of, of vulnerability to the point where they don't win by 20? I mean, I think that that's not a crazy ask for a team in Florida that's been prior to last week Pretty dominant. None of the defense hadn't been perfect, but uh, it's been a pretty special team throughout the season. So it just seems like not. I'm not. I'm not rocking with 17 plus. So give me give me the Gators.
0: CBS Sports and Westinghouse are teaming up to give away 10 prizes for the holidays, including a curved gaming monitor and a portable power station. A portable power station, oh, it's going to be perfect for tailgates. We get back next season. We're tailgating for these games. You want to get this portable power station, maybe even the curved gaming monitor. It is all one of the 10 prizes that are being given away by CBS Sports and Westinghouse. You can enter to win some of these prizes. Go to cbssports.com slash Holidays. Once again, cbsportscom slash happy holidays to enter. The contest ends December 25th. Remember, cbsportscom slash happy holidays. I would have liked Bama had Florida won last week. You know, like if Florida had cruised to a win. Yeah. But uh, definitely not with the, uh, the sort of like shell shock cold shower effect that uh, the Gators get right there.
3: You know, you know who does like Alabama. Is it Danny? It's Danny. Danny, fight, He's on. Fight, yep. fight, fight,
2: fight. I
0: love fight. it. The, Danny just this, wants to
3: get his butt kicked. That's all.
2: Hey, in the because re- this is the final week of the season, right? For the regular season championship, yes. correct. Mm-hmm. So Danny has got the lead, and I am in second, and Tom's right behind me, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're and and so Danny now. This is my second lock fight with Danny. So great opportunity to make up grounds. This is working out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Digital Danny.
3: I can get <laughs> him a 17 though. He doesn't have to take 17 and a half. So even though he's not here, I'm going
2: to help him out because I'm that confident. So there's another, do you, are we, are we done with this game? Uh, yes. Cause there is another Danny pick that he's texted in. Right. And he texted in uh, coastal, right. Let's mm-hmm. see that correctly. Um, Army. I, I'm i going to fight Danny on
0: Coastal too. Fight! 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 He is setting himself fight. up to oh. lose the crown. Love it. Love it!
2: Okay. I'm just, look, Louisiana's lost one game, lost to Coastal. And so Coastal has to beat them again? And Louisiana's, I mean, this is a good Louisiana team. They they beat Iowa State early in the season. I know that's old news, but I'm just, it's hard to go undefeated. Coastal almost lost last week to Troy. That they're they are. I mean, if Coastal wins this game, put them in the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not even the group of five guy, but put them in the damn playoffs if they can beat Louisiana a second time. I I, I just think that's too much to ask. I, it's just just the law of numbers. Is there such a thing as the law of numbers? Is that even like a, a theory? Sure. A
3: theory? Sure. of yeah, um,
2: Law numbers rule. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's go Louisiana. Billy Napier.
3: Let's do it. I'm not on this game, but I'm I'm on your side.
0: <laughs> the uh three and a half points is a very favorable line too. First yeah. game first game was decided by three, and if I remember correctly, the like total yards were almost identical. Oh yeah, here we go. Coastal Carolina thirty, Louisiana twenty seven, total yards Coastal Carolina four fourteen, Louisiana four thirteen. First downs twenty three to nineteen, rushing yards two twelve to two thirty six only one turnover in the game. Like they, it was a clean game. It was a competitive game. Louisiana can't like it is a coin flip. And if you're getting a field goal and a hook on top of it, oh my gosh, I, I'm talking, I'm talking myself into it. Okay. <laughs> Louisiana plus three and a half. It's a great number. Lock it up. Oh, I got so much color coding to do on this <laughs> damn document. Coming up on the other side, it's not all conference championship games. We've got some action elsewhere as some programs are wrapping up their 2020
1: regular season. We got some locks for those too. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: All right. So, I is the, does the dentist have feelings on uh, LSU Ole Miss?
2: Yeah, uh, yes. I, I haven't read it. It's it's extensive. Let me uh, let <laughs> find it. <laughs> uh, you want to go ahead and say your pick while I while I uh, yeah copy copy edit this and and censor it.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't care that it's uh, Ole Miss. I don't I don't I just it's too many daggone points, man. we at the end of the season. Seventy eight. Are you kidding me? Like these these players want to go home. Like we're we're tired. Coaching staff spent all week trying to recruit LSU and Ole Miss had big national signing days. Like we're going to be out there running the same stuff that we did on install on the first week of camp. You know, we're just, we're just running the base offense out there now with these two defenses. I understand that even the base offense might be able to put up 28 to 35 points, but as a matter of principle on December 17th at the end of a pandemic year, 78? Give me the under. <laughs> uh,
2: so the Dennis is on the, on, on the side here. I'll give you the... I, I kind of like his, his reasoning here. He said, I love this pick. Only problem is the line has moved a lot. Prior to last weekend, I was expecting around a pick for Ole Miss LSU and was ready to unload. But then LSU beat Florida and the line opened to LSU minus two and a half. With all due respect to LSU, I think they caught UF unprepared and looking ahead to Bama. Plus, they got a huge win. Nobody thought they could get. and Now play... A very hungry Ole Miss team who's been waiting since Thanksgiving to play a game. This is a terrible spot for LSU, especially since they got the big win last weekend. Early money jumped all over this, and by the time I got my bet in, the line had moved all the way to Ole Miss minus two. I do expect a lot of points, but I absolutely love Ole Miss here. This is the dentist lock of the year. Ole Miss minus two. Get it ASAP because I don't like it near as much over three.
3: Well, it's at two and a half, so that's what I'm going to give it to him as. But that's fine because the dentist's lock of the year is also my lock of the week.
0: Ah, look mm. at that! <laughs> yeah, I, so you're locking it up, Ole Miss. Yeah,
3: Ole Miss minus two and a half. It's just the line is wrong. Old like it. Like he said, it opened with LSU as a favorite, and now it has corrected because everybody in the world looked at it and said, "What the hell is this? But Ole Miss is the better team." Like how is LSU's offense going to keep up? We know LSU's defense isn't going to stop. And we saw what Mississippi state did to freaking LSU's defense. What's this offense going to do with it? So yeah, give me the rebels laying the points. Me and the dentist were like, we're simpatico.
2: So I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I wasn't, I didn't have this on the card. Over army mount up. No, 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 (laughs) hell no. 78. Oh no. Uh, But I, I do want to play Ole Miss here but I'm also from like etiquette requires me to get this approved because we are in a race now and Tom and I are in a battle and I don't want to jump on you and negate whatever opportunity you have. Okay. Oh, come on. I'm going to join the fun then. Give me okay. old Miss. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so a, a, an official lock agreement.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, it was, it, we're, we're just, we're just trying to run up the score now. Like I understand there is a competition, but we want everyone to be able to, uh, to have as many wins as possible. And the good listeners are of course, always who we have in mind after ourselves. So uh, that's, that's a, a lot of confirmation. All right. Um, Barton or Tom.
3: Uh, I can't believe you've gotten this far into the show without it. Uh, Air force and army are playing since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> when Service Academies play, the under is 37, 9, and 1. We saw it last week. Army Navy. Gorgeous. 15 point game. And like our it was really like, like that touch, there was a safety which was just completely huh? (laughs) Like should not have happened. So there's two points that came out of nowhere. And then Army's touchdown pretty much was just a short field touchdown after a Navy turnover. Army offense really didn't do anything in that game. And this is an Air Force team that offensively has been able to just run all over some really bad rush defenses. And that includes Navy early in the season before their defense had finally gotten its act together. But when it's played decent opponents, its offense really hasn't been that effective itself so I know it's 37 and a half and I think it's going to be higher scoring than Army Navy was it's just I think that this is like a 21 to 14 game so we're still under the total so that's where I'm going
0: and Danny's on Army to be able to lock up the commander in chief trophy I assume
3: uh, yes Yeah.
0: don't hate it I just I'm spooked off of Air Force after our inside Intel had us thrown off on Air Force out the jump we thought we thought it was maybe going to be a fade team and then they came out and uh were very very much a team that you should follow and not fade. All right. I have a uh I'm a little bit worried that this this one's another gut. One. I'm I'm kind of coming from uh the gut on this one too where a lot has been made about Cincinnati and you know there's a whole lot going on uh in terms of you know big voices in the sport rushing to Cincinnati's side and really you know puffing their chest up and there would be a one side that would think you know what Cincinnati needs to go out and hang a number they're not going to make the playoff but you know it's time to prove that you're the you're the best football team out here Cincinnati i don't know If even though the offense has taken tremendous strides, I do think Tulsa's defense is pretty good. And at 14 and a half with a low total, I think that we've got chances to be able to keep this thing inside of two touchdowns. I think we've got a chance where, um, you know, for all of the expectations that are going to be set on Cincinnati and all the viewers that are going to show up expecting Cincinnati to make its big college football playoff top 10 statement, Zayvon Collins is awesome and Tulsa has a lot of defenders who are very much going to be ready to answer the call. This is crazy that like Philip Montgomery coming into this year, Tulsa was picked ninth in the conference. They're like, man, where is Tulsa going with Philip Montgomery? And they have had a fantastic season. I think the golden hurricane are being a little bit disrespected here. Give me Tulsa plus 14 in a hook.
3: Respect it, but you're flying solo here. Okay. Unless Barton's got something.
2: Uh, in fact, I I would be a little bit nervous on that. You think Cincinnati might run it up? I just, I think, I think if they, I don't know, I don't think Tulsa's going to be able to score. And so if Cincinnati can find some some sort of uh, hidden point somewhere along the way, then that might be a lot for, for Tulsa to have to overcome. That's my, that's my concern.
0: It's, it's a good point, but got to stick with it. It's out there.
2: Apparently Ohio state has some serious COVID issues. Um, I'm seeing that in our, in the 24 seven slack right now. Uh, cool. Oh, there's some, there's some, uh, some buzz, some buzz.
0: Is it on the offensive or defensive side? Uh,
2: potential. Uh, I see Olave's name mentioned as a potential guy again this is currently this is like i think jeff snook remember that guy who was like doing all like the urban and brett mcmurphy reporting mm-hmm. i think this is a a jeff snook report so take that for what it's worth
0: anybody want to jump in on uh, northwestern plus 20 Nope. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Any, anybody like, want to trust? Feels Jeff like a Snook? trap. That feels like a trap. <laughs> anybody feeling good enough about this report that we're catching in the middle of recording this <laughs> to go and jump on that? Uh, no. All right. I think I think I'm close to out. Have we hit all the major conference championship games? No, we hit
2: the champs. You got something else. I got
3: one in the mountain West.
0: Ooh, San Jose state, Boise state.
3: Yeah, give me Boise minus six and a half. This is uh, San Jose State. It's a good team. It's a great story. Brent Brennan's done a fantastic job building that program up. But it's also in a tough situation we've talked about before where it's like, you know, they, they don't have a home right now. They're not allowed to play at home. So they've had to be traveling for the last month. And I said last week against Nevada that I figured it would catch up to them. It didn't. They won the game. They covered. But this is a Boise State team that it's only loss was to BYU. In the Mountain West, it is undefeated and it is absolutely, you know, crushing everybody except for Wyoming last week which was a 3-point win, but they've been destroying everybody they've come across and I still think that this Boise State team is the best team in the country. No, by the way, let's not forget that loss to BYU. Hank Backmire was out, and then Jack Sears, their backup quarterback, suffered a concussion on like the second possession of the game. So they were down to their third-string quarterback against BYU, which is not a great position to be in. I just think this Boise State team is the best team in the Mountain West, regardless of what the records have shown to this point. And I think that in this game on Saturday night, Boise State's going to beat the Spartans, and it's going to beat them by a touchdown and more.
0: Fading the uh, the, the traveling caravan bit me. And I, I, it's it's made me a little shy because aren't we playing in the home away from home?
3: Uh, I think they're playing at San Boyd Stadium. San Boyd yeah.
0: Stadium in Las Vegas, where San Jose State has a uh, has taken up um, temporary housing for uh, for the conclusion of the season. Yeah, great story. Um, but Boise State under a touchdown, don't hate it. Um, all right, anything else?
3: I have one lock left. Okay. And Barton, I got I got two more. Oh, okay, you go first. I'll save mine for later because it's going to excite you.
2: Okay. In fact, I, I actually have I, I have more than that. So here I'm going to go A and M minus 14. I think Tennessee got feeling good last week against a Vanderbilt team that's just absolutely decimated right now. Um, and I don't think there's any reason to think that they are be able to, to, to keep pace with an AM team that frankly needs to continue to impress people. So I like AM minus uh, 14. I think Penn State starting to find itself a little bit at this point in the season. Uh, I think that line is what, 15 and a half or something like that? Does that look right? I can get you 15. 15. I think Penn State just it feels like this is a, a spot where they're finally just going to be able to like let loose a little bit and just pressures off we're not terrible anymore, but who cares if we, you know, they're going to play free play loose and they're going to win by a lot. Um, and then let me see the, the one other one I think I'm going to go with is Missouri. It's Mississippi state, right? Yeah. Why you, why are you sucking in like that? You kind of scare you a little bit.
0: Just caught me off guard. I mean, it was, it, it was, uh, like, it had a surgeon's general warning on it. I don't even think I saw the line. Like, I think I was just, like, scanning down, and it was just nothing but X's.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Missouri here. I think um, I just trust them a little board. I mean, look, the thing about Missouri State is their defense is, like, no joke. And that's that's just so – it is a they, – they muddle everything up with the way they play good defense. Otherwise, there'd be such a clean uh, – crisp outlook on what this mississippi state team is but uh and then maybe the defense will muddle things up in this game as well and 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 but missouri basically just has to win um and are they still a top 25 team do they what they lost last week right yeah they're out um but they, whatever they, they were they, never they, a top 25 they, team. they used to be a top 25 team they were and never so, a top 25 a one-time top 25 team in Missouri is not going to lose to Mississippi State. So gimme <laughs> Missouri and the Alpha. And it's
3: one. Yeah, I also I got you 13 and a half on AM. So Sir. although I do think you'll probably be fine even if it was 14. <laughs> All right. My final pick, it is an over. And let's see, what's the best number I can get it at right now? Okay. I'm taking the over 66. In Florida State, Wake Forest. Because I, I was breaking down this matchup the other day because I was initially looking at it for an under X. I was like, oh, it's a little high. But then I look close and it's like, oh no, no, that's not high enough. Because like offensively, Wake Forest is pretty decent on both sides of the ball. And but that's not really what I'm looking at here. It's the defenses, which have proven to be Awful for both teams. Success rate against the pass. Wake Forest ranks 79th. Florida State ranks 121st. All right, so that might not matter too much in this matchup because, you know, Florida State's a much better rush team rushing the ball. Like offensively, they're actually sixth in the country right now in rushing success rate. And they're going up against a wake defense that ranks 105th in success rate against the run. So I think Florida State's going to be running the ball a lot in this matchup. And I think it's going to be running the ball well. But the problem for Florida State is that it's run defense ranks 94th in success rate against the run. So I see two offenses that are pretty much just going to be able to do whatever the hell they want to the other team for 60 minutes. And barring a whole bunch of crazy turnovers or missed kicks and weather that I'm not expecting to take over this game, I have a hard time seeing it staying below 66. I feel like the winner's going to be in the 40s and the is probably going to be in the high 30s. I like that. Respect
2: it. Appreciate you.
0: I don't know, man. That's a the thing that's helping you is the fact that Boogie Basham and a few other Wake like Boogie Basham's like just shut it down. Dude could have gone to the NFL after last year. And I think against Louisville was the first game that he was like, All right, I'm I'm good here. And and I think we're we're now pretty deep into the depth chart for uh for Wake Forest. We're we're starting to see the spring practice start. So uh good luck. I mean <laughs> Are you, are you going to? Is this getting a screen? Is is Wake? Is Wake Florida State going to make it on a, a top two screen, or is it going to be a rotation play?
3: No, it, it is not going to be top two because it'll be going on at the same time as the Big Ten and the Big Twelve title game. But it will be on the third screen because it is a lock.
0: Wake Forest four and four, Florida State at three and six from truest field. You don't show up to the big ATM machine the artist formerly known as BB and T shout out to bank mergers. Now truest and just think you can get a withdrawal without having to put up some points. So a uh, age old age old tale. All right. Any I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Okay. And, to-
3: yeah. And we mentioned Danny's other play was army plus two and a half, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. To review Tom Notre Dame plus 10 and a half old miss minus two and a half Ball State plus 13 Air Force Army under 37 and a half. Florida plus 17 Boise State minus six and a half. Florida State Wake Forest over 66. Barton. Notre Dame plus 10 Ole Miss minus two and a half. The over 63 and in Oregon USC. Oklahoma minus five and a half. Florida plus 17 Louisiana plus three and a half. Texas A&M minus 13 Penn State minus 15. Missouri minus one. Chip, Notre Dame plus 10.5, Notre Dame-Clemson under 60.5, Oregon-USC under 64, Alabama-Florida under 74.5, Ole Miss at LSU under 78.5, Louisiana plus 3.5, Tulsa plus 14.5, and And Danny, not-so-disciplined Danny, submitting picks digitally Danny. Notre Dame plus 10 and a half, under sixty and a half and a half in Notre Dame-Clemson, UAB Marshall under 43, Iowa State plus six, Alabama minus 17, Coastal minus three, the over 57 and a half in Iowa State-Oklahoma, Ohio State minus 20 and a half, Ohio State-Northwestern over 56 and a half, and Army plus two and a half against Air Force. Money, line, sprinkle, time. Danny's uh money line sprinkles are San Jose State, Army and Notre Dame respect to that. Uh, my money line sprinkle, what are the what's the price I can get on Iowa State?
3: Iowa State, I can get you plus 199.
0: Okay, I'll do Iowa State plus 199 and I will also take uh, Louisiana money line.
3: Oh, okay, let me see where I and get that. At. That is plus
0: 127
3: all right all right my my two money lines are oregon plus 142 and stanford plus 230
2: how am i uh, how did i lose money last week on the money lines didn't i go one and two with one of the with the one being plus 310
3: oh you know what yeah i didn't update the record on the one hold on
2: oh okay all right makes me feel a little better um all right, my money lines. <laughs> I'm still, uh, still, still playing way behind here, and I am uh, playing to win, not playing to just, just, just hang around. So let's go Notre Dame. Um, <clears throat> let's go. Where's another big one? Let's go Minnesota. <laughs>
3: let's see Notre Dame. I get you three fifteen. Minnesota. Okay. I get you. Blaze it, 420. <laughs> let's go Tulsa. Tulsa, I can get you.
2: Jesus, 520. Let's 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 go Washington State.
3: <laughs> okay, so you're just firing <laughs> Washington State. I can get you. Where are you at? There you are. Oh, this is a more reasonable 320. So you've
2: got a 320, a 420, and a 520. Okay. And um, what's Northwestern at? (laughs) 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 Northwestern,
3: I can get you. You ready for this? Yeah. Plus 800.
2: Come on, COVID. (laughs) Give me Northwestern.
0: That needs to be the new drop. Barton saying, come on, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Never know. Never. (laughs) Never. If Northwestern wins, it would be hilarious.
3: It, yeah. If Northwestern wins, you probably win the money
2: line sprinkles. <laughs> I, there was a, I had a bunch of people hit me up last week. Somehow, like uh, somehow, I, I I found some believers in my money line sprinkles, and there are several people that parlayed my three money line sprinkles straight up. Now they were just putting like five bucks down, but they sent me screenshots. So respect, <laughs> respect for the respect. We're going to get you back this week. Load it up again. Load
0: load it up with Notre Dame plus 315, Minnesota plus 420, Tulsa plus 520, Washington State plus 320, Northwestern plus 800, and when it hits, use that money to fund the party and invite Barton to it. Buy some some Barton A&M swag. Yeah. He is Barton Simmons. You can follow him on Twitter at Barton Simmons. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Yes,